This podcast was recorded in 2018. Hey! So, welcome to Juniper Tree Presents Unvoiced After Show. Uh, I'm Louisa. And I'm Aaron. We're going to be joined today by the writer, director and performer of the wonderful and very charming Love Rats, Katerina Inchisa, Georgia State and Megan Greaves. So thank you so much, ladies, for joining us. We've just finished recording the episode. How have you all found it? It's been all right? Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Great. <laughs> An amazing studio in Soho. Great. Yeah. Ah, we we do we do try. We Spoiled. do try sometimes. Yeah. sometimes. We are also joined by another silent voice. Yeah, in silent the studio voice who... of Jareth, <laughs> our sound designer, a lovely, lovely sound designer who's been tirelessly working with us on all of this. So thank you very much, dear, as well. Um so Kat, maybe let's start with you as the writer. Okay. Um you've had quite an extensive writing career already. Um I met you at university quite you know, quite a long time ago, yeah. like many moons ago now. Yeah. Um, and you've been all over the world and you've been to Canada. So all over the world, you've been to Canada. Specifically Canada. Specifically yeah. to Canada <laughs> and doing lots of writing projects. What took you over there? How, what have you been doing sort of since I've seen you over the last sort of few years, really? Uh, so I went to Canada. So we went to UEA together in yeah. Norwich and then I didn't know what to do with my life. <laughs> And I had a Canadian passport and rent's really cheap in Montreal and I had some friends there. So I went, just bought a one-way ticket, um, did a horrible job in an office, cried every day, um, and then decided to do a master's. Um, as you do, as you yeah, do. <laughs> in English and creative writing. Did that for two years and then kind of faffed about, well, not faffed about, did some writing projects and some acting uh, sort of improv projects in Montreal and then moved back to London in July. Amazing. And you are doing Zero Days Without Crime, which is your solo show, your yeah. one-woman show, and you Amazing. are performing that as well. Yes, yeah. Tell us a bit about that. What's Zero Days Without Crying all about? It's a solo comedy for anyone who's ever looked in the mirror and wanted to vom. That's our <laughs> tagline. Uh, it's it's a solo about um, self-hate, self-loathing, but also about grief. Um, I wrote it... I started writing it about two, almost two years ago, but I put it on in Montreal. And um, it's actually, it's it's very personal. And weirdly, a lot of it's, so my mother died when I was 17, and a lot of it is about that. And I never expected to write a comedy about it, but it's actually funny, I promise. And um, <laughs> and yeah, it's just about sort of, it's about this character, Jess, who's really me, but I call her Jess. And um, all the big secrets revealed. Yeah, on shit. Uh, well, the play's already over, so uh, <laughs> when this comes out. But um yeah, so it's about her. She decides it to take three months because that's how long it normally takes her to fall in love with a man uh, to fall in love with herself. And so she basically tries all these ways to fall in love with herself. And that's what it's about. Originally, when I read this, I assumed it was Zero Days Without Crime, which would have been oh. a very different play. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to write the spoof version <laughs> <laughs> let's give it a go we'll yeah. wait until it's a hit I'll get started on maybe it'll be another okay. another Juniper Tree episode maybe we'll get this happening a little spin off Zero Days Without yeah. Crime and Love see it. if we can see if we can all accomplish it maybe like a meta meta project for us all into it yeah yeah really into it um, and so obviously we've done Love Rats tonight um, talk to us a bit about Love Rats where did that all come from is it personal is it somewhat 
imagined? Is it just, you know, funny stories that people have told you? How did you end up writing this particular piece? So Love Rats is a collection of short stories that was my thesis uh, for grad school. So I had to write an original um, thesis. It was supposed to be minimum 80 pages. And I came in at 82, just just got it in. Um, <laughs> and it was all sort of pieces of very short flash fiction, um, which were all about relationships and were all quite absurd and weird, but based on true events. Um, so the apart from so two of the stories featured in this episode uh, were inspired by true events. Which ones are they? Don't we okay, ask? So, so Lou is the one doing most of the sort of much more tailored and theatre based questions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be kind of going a bit more outfield. Okay. My first one was immediately like which ones are <laughs> all of them going to be based around and can you tell us more? Yeah so Carl for instance. Uh, so Carl is about my uh, an ex-boyfriend of mine in Canada um, and we were breaking up for I think like the fourth time and I was crying and he leaned forward and scooped a tear off my face and ate it. Quite weird. No. Yeah. That's so I mean, weird. Was there like a tissue shortage around the house? No. <laughs> Nothing no. like that. Just no. immediately. And I was just like, why? You know, why did you do that? He's like, I don't know. I just felt like I had to. He was just a maniac. He was a maniac. <laughs> did this relationship last very long? Like, sorry, uh, Miss Lacey, was... whoever you are in the world. Oh, I don't care. He's definitely he's a he's a twat. <laughs> Had he shown any other signs of? Oh yeah, no, he's a straight up sociopath. Was it meant to be sexy? Do you think? I don't know. Maybe he was. He was trying to be like alluring. Oh, it was. You know, because well, he was also he just wasn't a very nice person, right? And so that's that's kind of so I thought the the tear thing came from that one moment, but then I was also like, but he also enjoyed making me unhappy and sort of being. It was, you know, he definitely liked getting into, like, sad stuff. Yeah. He kind of got off on that. So that's kind of where uh, the whole Carl character came in. Um, yeah. And okay. Sock and sock is a real story as sock well. Sock is also a real oh, story. Please don't no. tell me it's you, please. It is me. No! Uh, so, <laughs> no! So I didn't go that far. So I had this ex, and uh, which I think we went out for about four months, and then he dumped me. And then we just, it was one of those relationships where you don't have anything afterwards. I was like, there was no pictures. There was just like nothing to prove that it had happened. Like I didn't have any, he was really weird also. He would never let me borrow his stuff. Like I remember once I needed a hoodie and I was cold and we'd been out the night before. And I was like, can I borrow your hoodie, babe? Or whatever. And he was like, take one from the laundry pile. Like a dirty one. <laughs> oh no. And then he made me, and then he was like very quickly got it back. So like I didn't have anything. And then I was cleaning up my room and I found one of his socks and I remember I told my flatmate, I was like, I found one of his socks. <laughs> and I was like, should I keep it? And she was like, no, you mental case, you can't keep a sock. And I was like, you're right. And I kept it for like a night and then I threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> you did oh, so you didn't it. actually turn it into a no, sock? No, no. All right. But so they were all, I, I mean, I, I exaggerated them, but they all were inspired. Apart from um, Frankenstein, they're all inspired by real things. When you're talking about the sock, was it a dirty sock that you had in mind for the play? Because otherwise, I'm trying to picture this lady like walking around with a sock hand, and it's just stinking like a gym sock. Yeah, yeah, it's, she definitely hasn't washed it. Oh, okay. Right. Why would you wash it? That's his essence. I don't know, it could have been like a clean sock oh. or something, from <laughs> no. an overnight bag no. or something. No, 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 no it's like, a dirty We're sock. talking old sock, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. gym. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes yeah. it so much worse. Yeah. <laughs> Good. There's always those like horror stories of people having like remnants Connected, of like yeah. one night stands and boyfriends left at houses and what do you do with them? I've had lots of conversations with friends at uni and 
since then of that sort of situation. It's like, no, just get rid of it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no, clearly. It's clearly hard. A, it's hard when there's an emotional attachment. <laughs> emotional attachment to this. To a sock. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've also got Georgie and Megan here. And actually, you're a very busy bee. And we're lucky to get you on this because no. you've been, you have, no, you've been doing a lot recently. And since uh, Georgie and I also knew each other around a similar time, we met. Um, when you were doing your MA director's course um, and you've been at the Finborough twice now oh, can't get enough of the Finborough in a very short yeah. space of time I know Love so you did um, Dubai Land mm-hmm. which was very very mm-hmm. beautiful I must say uh, and also you've just finished a play there just as well one, yeah called Into the Numbers yeah. Into the Numbers yeah. And am I right in thinking that one of those got nominated for a little award? It, yeah, the, well, the playwright did. I don't think I can take much credit for that. Carmen, the brilliant production. playwright, did. Um, yeah, for that, for Dubai Land. Yeah, and then we were allowed back for a main house show in January. The first one was about the migrant labour work crisis in Dubai, and the second one was about the Nanking massacre in China. So they weren't happy. News of them were light. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah. I actually came to see Dubai Land, yeah. and it was beautiful. Mm. And what you did with such a small space. Mm. Considering how vast and beautiful and and you know terrifying Dubai can be, mm, to mm. create it in a very small black box space that had about thirty seats in it yeah. was quite an incredible feat. But I think it was it was it was really beautiful. It was yeah, really beautifully done. Designer, so, yes, yeah, it's a feat. whoever yeah, you, whoever yeah. you, whoever you yeah, yeah, feat um, to do that. Yeah. Amazing. And you've also got your own theatre company. Yes, called yes, Flux Theatre. Yeah, Flux Theatre. Flux. Very well done, Flux. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little See bit what about Flux. What you guys um, do? Yeah. So we're we're a new writing based company. And we produced Dubai Land through um, through Flux, um, so we kind of produce new writing and new work and run new writing nights um, twice a year as well. Kind of championing people fresh out of drama school and giving like making those connections in a similar way this does making those like artistic connections mm. for writers, directors, actors to all meet, link up, create a big, friendly, lovely atmosphere and network. And, exactly. And yeah. when do you and you advertise those on your website, don't you? Yeah, and on Twitter. Twitter is like the Twitter yeah, tweeting. And- What's your what's your is your app flux? Flux. Oh, I should know. Oh, you should. I'm not allowed on the Twitter, so I run flux right with Will, and whenever I tweet, he deletes it and reposts and does his own because he says we've got like special tweet Ooh. Twitter branding, and I muck Ooh. it up and I'm not very good, and I do silly hashtags and it's like I'm not allowed. He's changed the password. It's not. Well, me. your your um, Twitter handle will also be in your bio, so if you want to yeah, check that out, click on our website and check Georgie's bio out, and there'll be mm. a little link to Flux Theatre on there as well, um, and sort of. As well, with you, Megan, you've done quite a lot of new writing as well. You've been doing sort of, well, since you've come out of drama school, you've been doing newer things, quite a lot of interesting things. Tell us a bit about, you've done some amazing projects. You've worked with the likes of Peter James, who is amazing, amazing director. Lovely man. Um, And such a lovely man as well. Tell us a bit about some of the stuff you've been doing. Um, Pigwatch as well, really interesting. Tell us a bit about those. Pigwatch was amazing. Um, the writer Sarah so we did it at the Arcola Theatre and it was about the whole topic was about um, taboo subjects so things people never talk about or ever like want to bring up a kitchen table type thing and the one we did was about animal testing and whether or not it's like the can't see can't hear attitude so being a vegetarian this was actually quite (laughs) traumatising so I had to pretend (laughs) <laughs> we had this pig obviously there was no pig but we had to I was doing all these um, scientific tests on this poor baby pig trying to give it oxygen deprivation to pretend that it was a baby who'd been born prematurely da, da, da. it was the can't see can't hear like I said and whether or not this is right or wrong whether showing that we're actually 
depriving this poor baby piglet of oxygen and seeing how it copes. We'll just clarify this mm. is not a real baby pig. Might as well be, Lou. Might as well have been. <laughs> it was so, yeah, it was, oof, gosh. So um, to you, it was just a realistic expectation of why you are a vegetarian. Pretty much, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, but that, no, that was, it was, a re- it was super interesting to actually do and I really enjoyed that and it challenged quite a lot. Mm. It also challenged people's thoughts and actually brought up a conversation that you wouldn't normally have. Well, exactly. Yeah, um, definitely. So I found that super interesting. Um, and then I... So, yeah, when I left drama school, I worked with Peter James. Yeah. Who is the loveliest man. Dumbledore of theatre. Dumbledore yeah. of theatre. Mm. He's mm. just... Yeah, that was an incredible experience. I came straight out of drama school and went into this job, which was so lucky. And we went up north. We went to Lake Windermere and we did this run for a month. And I was working with... It was my first job. I was a n- new, inexperienced actor. And then was working with people like Veronica Roberts, who has been around for a while, like a long time. And she knows her stuff. And they were just also helpful. And I learned a lot from that. But working with Peter James was amazing. A man with, who doesn't mince his words or he's... She just... We were talking earlier. He tells, him and he how, tells you straight if, yeah, you, if you're but, doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, but he's amazing. He's Yeah, you trust. You feel in very safe hands with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so he taught me a lot yeah a lot a lot a lot so bringing it back to the plays that you've just went through and voiced which one of the characters did you most enjoy sort of playing today <laughs> in Frankenstein, i quite enjoy playing the doctor and the I wife <laughs> the big just sexy because the, the very sexy um i loved <laughs> i just thought she was classic but also the wife that was just really loving the fact she was getting a new husband or a new body. <laughs> she could just <laughs> new do lease whatever. of life. Yeah, new, yeah, yeah she really yeah. was like <clears throat> ramping it up. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed them. Yeah, those two. But obviously, all three were so different. And what's it like so, for you, Kat, hearing... Because obviously they were short stories originally. Mm. What's it like hearing them come to life in this sort of format? I suppose it's very different. Yeah, it was great. Um, I was saying... Like, I used to read these at open mics and readings and stuff, and I would perform them myself, and now I kind of don't want to anymore. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> well, now they're in the such, world. She did such a good job. Um, yeah, it's great. I think, like, I, I'm i more of a writer than a performer, and I, I've also directed before, and and I think the first time I tried it, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be as fun as acting. And then I did it, and I was like, oh, this is this is great. <laughs> this is really good. Um and that's kind of what it, yeah, what it felt like hearing uh, hearing it was great. So there was a lot of different accents across the breadth of the plays. Yeah. Um, are there any in particular that you saw, maybe you envisioned them in your mind slightly different to how they were portrayed today? Ooh, that's a good question. Carl, I kind of imagine, I didn't imagine Carl as posh. Like, Carl's definitely, definitely posh, but he would be the type to, like, put on a fake... Uh, fake posh. Fake, yeah. No, no, like, uh, a fake accent, pretend he's not posh. Like a champagne socialist type. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. okay, so yeah. that's yeah. kind of what I was picturing. And the actual guy who's based on is Canadian, but um, but I was picturing it in, in the UK. But I, I really liked him as this really annoying, posh twat. Um, I thought you did a great job. So it wasn't what I was expecting, but excellent. I guess like one of the other things, obviously all three of you working together, I think this is all three of your first time sort of working on a podcast. Is this right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. How have you all found it? What's it like working for a podcast? Obviously, it's quite weird sitting in a room and not knowing how it's going to sound until we release it sort of 
in a little while, but mm. I, I assume you you guys all listen to podcasts, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Podcasts. Mm. big listeners. And so what's it like sort of combining these two things, what we were talking about earlier, like this new writing? What's your attraction to podcasts? Why do you guys like listening to them? What's it like being a part of a new writing podcast as well? Yeah, it's really different. Like even today, just um, like when we were rehearsing, I'm so used as like a theatre director to looking at my actors and getting like, at least you know 60% of what's happening through body language and other things but you kind of have to like turn away and imagine you're the listener and put yourself in the shoes Mm. of that listener and be like okay this is fresh this is the first time don't look at Megan it's tricky (laughs) don't look at Megan listen like absorb that as a new listener and pacing and it's like it's a very different it's a very different skill and I guess it's quite interesting just coming at it from the inside as you appreciate the ones that are done well I think Mm, as well it gives you more of an opportunity to sort of bring out different nuances that you wouldn't be able to focus on immediately completely if you were just looking at their body language you mm. might miss yeah. them at first it's more like playful vocally it's quite yeah. fun yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's Absolutely. fun pushing those voices and because the, there's quite a lot of dialogue in all three mm. it's pushing them because also we were talking earlier about how it's the first time the audience has heard it so you've got to make it fresh and new and make them understand it from the get-go mm. um, whereas if you've got your body language to use to express it's much easier, but when you've just got your voice, we had to like, yeah, play yeah. around with the intonation and the, yeah, all those. So how did you immerse yourself into those different accents? Did you sort of fully dive in and like Yeah, you spend... saw a couple of hand movements. flick of the wrist every now and then. She's a professional, just switches at a, yeah. Spend six months working a oh, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. northern chippy to immediately sort of get invested in the culture. Of yeah, Robert, yeah. Robert De Niro stuff. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you just touched on it there, but you had, this isn't really good for a podcast, but (laughs) there was a lot of dancing involved in between Mm. all of the different recording sections. Is that something you sort of need to do to warm yourself up? She's a mover and a shaker. Oh, okay. (laughs) The secrets of the room. Oh, okay. All right, sorry. (laughs) As well, I guess the new writing, again, full three, um, New writing is such a big thing at the moment. Huge. It's being done mm. so much everywhere. Is that really important for all of you in terms of like your production values as an actor and I guess mm. as a as a writer producing new work? Is this sort of arena that's now opening up because of what's happening sort of in the theatre, podcast, film, TV world? Is this something that's you know exciting you guys? Is this something that you you know obviously wanting to get involved in? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Having a podcast as well, it makes it so much more accessible to people mm. there's no tickets involved there's none of this malarkey mm. so you mm, can yeah. just listen on your way to work and you're completely involved in it and it's yeah it opens it up to a larger and he's taking part in new writing like more would you rather choose a new writing sort of maybe over something more traditional or is it just sort of dependent upon completely and I think one of the things that really excites me about new writing is you have complete control over the stories you want to tell mm. of course mm. if you reinvent a Shakespeare and you know play King Lear as a female and we're putting it but like with new writing you really have complete control over as a director I find exciting over the scripts you want to choose over the stories you want to tell so if you're saying there aren't enough middle-aged female parts out there or whatever it is mm. there aren't enough female parts that people the age of 70 then go find a play and put it on yeah that's new and fresh and has a new voice I think that's one of the really exciting things is how much kind of yeah you can really take that into your own hands and work with the writers that you want to work with and there's always going to be people actors writers directors set designers who are going to want to get involved with that absolutely yeah 
and risky. Think, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Risky. the new writing is very risky. But that's the mm. like, exciting bit about it. It's like, yeah. ooh, who are we going to intrigue and who's going to, yeah. yeah. And as an actor, that must feel so cool saying those words for the first time on a stage yeah. that no one has ever. It's yours. Like, yeah. You set the precedent yeah. for that, I think, it's which real is ownership. Really, yeah. It's like yeah. teams, isn't it? Yeah, for the first time. Yeah. Fresh. And you talk mm. about, briefly touched on there, talking about women mm. in theatre. I see your 50-50 badge. I am wearing my yeah. hair 50-50 badge with pride like today it. because especially this this episode out of all the episodes, I mean, I'm excited about all of them, obviously, but this episode in particular for me, sorry, Aaron, it's all right. outnumbered it's all right. in this room as well. And You've got Jareth as well. Yeah, I was going to say, silent we're, voice. We're slightly, we're slightly outnumbering you here, but this this particular episode was really exciting for me because not only, obviously, as a woman, I'm producing it, but we have a female writer, a solo female performer, and a female director, which for me, having just had International Women's Day last week, mm. this is like mm. a really big, lovely thing for me to do and for us to be able to do, to be able to put out something like this with so many incredible women involved. And mm. there's, so, there's lots of women involved in this podcast. Is that something as well as you guys obviously you're part of this sort of big discussion that's going on at the moment how is this sort of affecting your careers choices things like that it's always nice to work with women yeah. <laughs> yes. um, we love it. Yeah. unite together yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no genuinely yeah it's it's just it's, it's too you know gargantuan to even like <laughs> start, start to really, touch yeah. upon but I guess it's like it's down to such like a multitude of factors but I I feel like as a person that maybe is like a company that gets to choose plays and same with you mm. as a producer of a podcast which gets to choose the stories they want to tell it's not about 100% of those being female-led it's not about that but it's about as you say championing voices and it's just like it's, a, it's an exciting time and of course there are huge conversations going on but it is um about the negative of it but there's also a huge amount of positive change I think happening. absolutely and I think mm. as well especially like recently like the amount of stuff that's been coming out recently with more female leads I mean we're not there yet by any stretch of the imagination but it's things that we can do sort of on a smaller scale things like this and mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. things that you opening know, the conversation opening then, exactly yeah. starting conversations and stuff we'll be so. the next generation Lou in 20 years time we'll <laughs> be the people <laughs> in this is what power. I'm hoping is that yeah, we like, can just yeah, like start we'll... this now and then this will be our sort mm. of like this is your life look back moment yeah. where we just go oh this is where it all began yeah. Georgie this when is we're it. producing yeah. the crown we'll make sure that the leads... <laughs> <laughs> sorry that just came up this is now like two months down the line but yeah yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it will be like that. It's been lovely having all of you mm. here today. And thank so you so much great. for being a part of all of this. Thank you. Um, as you'll see from our website, everybody has a bio. If you want to follow any of the projects that they're going to be doing, we'll put links to everybody's theatre companies, any future shows that they've got coming up, and people's personal websites. If you want to check those out at jtunvoiced.squarespace.com. Um, or will be uh, shown also on our Twitter as well, at jtunvoiced, and you'll be able to check out everything there as well. Thank you so much thank for you. coming Thanks in for today us. Yeah. Thank you. and being a part. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Tonight's unvoiced after show was hosted by Louisa Smith and Aaron Rush. For more information on this and all of our other episodes, check out our website at jtunvoiced.squarespace.com or follow us on Twitter at jtunvoiced. This is Unvoiced.